Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zer Jr., and with me is my co-host, Ryan Greening. How's it going tonight, Ryan? Yeah, I'm all right, Joe. How about you? I'm doing all right, you know, getting by with the latest shutdown, finding workarounds, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer for their local tracks. Some are still racing, though. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah. It seems like some people say there's gray area in it, and some people don't. Yeah, I never bothered to look into the fine print. Yeah, just kind of accept, just kind of accepted that my favorite hobbies are done for the meantime. That being uh, racing BMX and playing hockey. Yeah, well, for sure. Um, well, unless you like, you know, I raced in Wisconsin yesterday, and that worked out pretty well. Yep. So, but before we get into anything, um, it seems that Ryan Lutz has left Agama for other opportunities. I'm trying to think who has a paid spot open on their team, or is he doing a team manager spot? What do you think? Yeah, well, you just kind of hit me with this 90 seconds ago. Yeah. So, well, I just and, hit uh, me. <laughs> can't say I can't say I follow Lutz too closely. Uh, he's not necessarily uh, colorful enough to be on my radar. Right. No, I totally agree. Um, right now, I'd say he's, you know, a solid mid-pack A main driver. Getting up there in his career. Pulled some um, stuff earlier this year by not going to races when he was out for X amount of time. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, yeah, it makes a guy wonder for sure. Um, not around here, but in some areas of the country, uh, Agama and Nemo Racing really picked up steam. Well, the Aga- so, the Agama is a very solid car. Uh, seems to be. One thing I kind of wonder if you run Agama Nemo. If you're stuck running PR, because that would be a hundred percent deal breaker for me. I don't know, because they're, you know, they're one in the, it's their ten scale brand, basically. Right. So, but yeah, other than that, man, the levels are really low today. Oh, that's why. I don't want to blast this, but I'm going to hold on. Check, check. There we go. Okay. Just a quick adjustment. So, um, yeah, I've been racing the past couple of weeks. You've been busy. I was hoping you'd race yesterday, but you had other things. You had work going on. Yep. Yeah, I had a full day of work in yesterday, and uh, I, I half thought about uh, running on-road at uh, Dollar Hobbies today, and in the end, like usual, I... Didn't feel like waking up early. Um, probably could have stuck it in there and made it happen, but um, it was a long week of work, and I was uh, looking forward to some couch time. But I did want to see the Osmatics 12th scale in person, so I cruised over there for a little bit, checked out Brian Post's new ride, and, uh, yeah, it was cool. So, yeah, uh, what's the car? I haven't seen it up close. Is it as cool as it looks like in pictures um yeah yeah it's just it's um 
God, it's a quality, quality piece of machinery. You just, you can, you can just, you know, you just pick it up and you feel it and you know, you're like, yep, yep, they got something going here. Yeah, the biggest question is, is it um, $400 worth of cool? Yeah, we'll have to, that price is... have to wait and see here. The A lot of the theory, uh, at least, sounds really good. So I'm uh, interested to see how people do with it. Yeah, me too. If it, I mean, if it can get three or even four guys in this area to buy a 12th scale, that in itself will make some racing happen. I'll be back in 12th scale after... It seems like there's some growing pains and evolutions happening right now with tires and what motors are going to be ran and the cars and all that stuff. Once that's all said and done, I will personally be back. But I hate being, you know, every week we're making a different decision on what we're running in this class. And then, you know, one track's running rubber tire while the other track is running foam because one track can't get the rubber tire. That type of situation. Or, you know, body rules, all that stuff. Yep. So I'm going to chill out until the dust is settled. Sure. But yeah, I plan on eventually actually getting a touring car as well, just because um, 12-scale racing isn't big around here. I, I don't think it's ever going to be, because, I mean, touring car racing isn't even quote-unquote big. It's just big enough to actually occur. Right. Sure, sure. So I'd like to get uh, get one of those cars going, and that way I can just ensure that if I show up for a race day at Dollar Hobbies that I am actually going to get to race. Right, right. And they, they look like a lot of fun to drive, too. You know, totally different uh, dynamic going on than the 12th scale stuff. I want to drive one on black carpet. I haven't driven one on black carpet yet. Yeah. And I heard that's just a totally different situation. Okay. Yeah. Well, it looks like a lot of fun at Dollar Hobbies, so I'm yeah. going to give it a rip. Hey, you're buzzing pretty good. Is that coming off your end or my end, do you think? Well, I'm not hearing buzzing of any kind. Okay, hold on one second. Check one. Okay, there we go. I don't know what the deal is. It's old equipment. Um, I'm going to be setting up a podcast studio in my wife's uh, office here one of these days. I was going to do it today, but i just just too lazy. Sure. You know when you have a busy week and you're just zapped? Well, yeah, you obviously know. I was just zapped today. Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely know the feeling. It's uh, pretty easy to put stuff off until tomorrow. Right. Um, before we get moving into results and stuff, um, I want to say something happened with uploading the podcast last week and my, the feed we upload through is Podbean and they've been giving me a rough time. So if you listen to Podbean and you want to hear the Zach Donathan episode, download Stitcher. It's on Stitcher and it uploaded to iTunes also. Some reason just never worked right on Podbean. Ah, man, it, it's the first time that's happened. But also, if you're going to order from DRC Racing on checkout, enter the coupon code TALENT with the lowercase t to save $10 off $25. Oh, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Hopefully we drum up enough business for him, for him to become a sponsor again. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Right around the, you know, Christmas is right around the corner and he's got a lot of damn good gift ideas that are RC related and not RC related. Oh, so dude, check. the magnetic phone chargers. I'm for sure getting one for Jackie and all that. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I've been having a rough couple weeks racing. Yes. Yes, you have. Dude. My stuff's on point. Is it? My vehicles are... Oh, my buggy was not on point for the main yesterday. But other than that, my stuff is on point. Finish a damn race then, would you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, I got prescribed bifocals. So I've been waiting for them to come in. I've been noticing that I cannot see worth the crap the first two lanes of a track. Huh. So I went into, I've worn glasses, but it's always been a light prescription. So I'm like, screw it. I'm just done with them, you know, while the mask mandate's happening. But my vision's been getting worse and worse and worse. So I went in and she's like, your vision's fine. And then she looked at my church. She goes, oh, you're 38. She gave me the bifocal test. Dude, uh, it's so bad. So bad. Yeah. So those should be here by Tuesday. Right on. Are you a candidate for uh, LASIK? I don't quite trust it yet. I don't trust a guy okay. they'll put a laser to my eye for $199. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't have to go with the bottom... I know. Bottom of the barrel basement pricing, but I, I know what you mean. But I just it's it's weird. I I should maybe get LASIK, but yeah, what happened? So in the main yesterday, mod buggy. So it's funny, you know, five ten is bigger than the toy box, but with the layout, you can use a mod motor at the toy box more than you can at the five ten. It's very interesting. Okay. Um. Don't get me wrong, mod's fun at both. But yeah, we start of the main, I flip over backwards. There's that much grip. Unreal. It was. You know, I should send you the clip here. Um, um, well, uh, Dave LaRue got video of it. Oh, cool. Yeah, hold on here. I'm sending you, boom, sending messenger to Ryan Greening. There we go. It'll be coming up. And it's about 20 seconds in or so. But, yeah, the grip was just so great. And then I flip over backwards. I get going again. And then second lap, I traction roll. And I just traction rolled the whole damn race. Hmm. The grip. But then it's like in the mini truggy race, two races later, the sun went completely down. The track wasn't slick, but it wasn't what I was expecting. Does that make sense? Yeah. But yep. the, the grip was still really good. The grip was good all day. It reminded me of the toy box two years ago to where you wore your tires out. Yes. But you had all the grip in the world to where last year, I don't know if they tried, they, they tried keeping tire wear down, but you lose massive amounts of grip that way. You know, Joe, a guy really should set his slipper. It's set. It, it, if it was set well enough, your car wouldn't have done that. 
No, I had that much grip, Ryan. Yeah, you should have ran a little bit of slipper then. I did. There, it's slipping. Believe you me. Did, you, I mean, you did it while the thing was, you know, not <laughs> even from a standstill. You did it halfway down a straightaway too. I know, dude. It's it's slipping. Uh, I'll leave it at that. It's slipping because if I go, because I've tried. If I go any looser than that, eh, I could maybe go an eighth to a quarter turn looser before it starts becoming a hindrance. Sure. This uh. Is this still the layout that it was at the end of last year? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a great layout. Dude, it's Love fun. that one. It is a yep. lot of fun at the toy box. Yep. Um, Yeah, that. That makes sense then why there's so much grip. Yep. I had, you know, issues there. And then in Mini Truggy, battling up front, um, Sean was gone. Uh, I made a mistake early like I always do. And then... um. But still battling up front, and then I threw a dog bone in the front. Okay. So that, dude, I I don't know, man. Problems compounding on problems. That's been my issue. But it was still a great day at the track. Yeah. So, uh, like you said, Sean Van Dalen ended up winning the Truggy class there. Uh, Keith Vanderhyde. Finished second, and Nick Pappenfuss in third. Yep. What else? They were running mod, so oh, yeah. mod four-wheel drive. James Dolan takes the win in that over Kyle Holmberg and Seth Van Dalen. Right. That was a good run. Uh, I marshaled that, and Kyle Holmberg had one of the sickest whips on the first lap on the triple. Dude, it, I'm like, how the hell did he land that damn thing? Uh, looked like Kyle came back, took the win in two-wheel drive mod over Seth and James. Yeah, he was gone. That's cool. Yeah, he's he can he had a I don't know if his turned down or whatnot, but he had a seven-five in his buggy. Looks like yesterday marked the return of Ryan Sobacek to RC Car Racing. Yep, he came and raced mod in both. Awesome. Which you gotta respect the hell out of the guy. But, I, I mean, a lot of the guys in Buggy are running 13.5s, which I totally get. I I've found myself, I could run a 13.5 and life would be easier. A, that's not why I'm doing it. And B, I can find little spots like the triple. I can make that. It's not faster during qualifying, but during the mains when the grip's up super, super a lot and i can go a little bit off the top of the berm it is faster to triple for sure right on yeah i, I prefer an 8.5 in a mod two-wheel drive buggy I, I don't currently have one i burned up my 8.5 a while back and never replaced it but that's my favorite combo i have an 8.5 but i had to turn it down at the 510 last week i was just inconsistent i couldn't get things going so i turned it down to like 90 percent Sure. It's going about the speed of a 10.5 right now, and that's about okay. perfect. That's about perfect. Um, I would get a 10.5, but I was talking to Jabber, and what he was saying was they blank the 10.5s out of the same thing they blank the mo- or stock motors out of, so it's not smooth. It's okay. super. It's super torquey like a stock motor. 
Hmm. So I just might leave my 8.5 and turn down that little bit. Right on. Well, you went to the toy box. Your dad went to Thunder Road to do some carpet racing. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying um, with this COVID lockdown in Minnesota for people who are listening out of state, they shut down gyms, bars, and entertainment venues in Minnesota for four weeks, but it's going to be more than four weeks. Um, I don't know. I definitely respect them for running. Maybe they found a loophole that the 510 couldn't find. Dollar Hobby was definitely racing today. So maybe there's a loophole there. Yep. But yeah, they had like 90 entries. Yeah, your your old man took the win in 17.5 two-wheel drive intermediate buggy. Right on. He's... Is he winning enough in that class that he thinks it's time to go back to run an expert? I hate the idea he, of having he won, a... he won by two laps. Yep. His fastest lap was over three seconds faster than second place's oh, fastest Oh, Jesus. Lap. Yeah, I mean, maybe. But, you know, there's other times where he runs intermediate. He has more competition. I hate yep. the fact that they have two stock classes. Screw expert stock if you want to run mod. Right. That's what I got. Looks say. like a looks like a lot of guys are well not a lot, but several guys are getting away from that expert seventeen five class. Um, maybe just at the bigger races and yep. in, in lieu of running that mod. Right. I mean So that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. They got 90 entries. They got out of there at 8:30. Senior said he, yeah, Senior said he would have liked to see them maybe run two rounds of qualifying instead. But you know, yeah, you got to be a little more heads up as a race director in those situations, right? But I think I think um, the schedule is set and. I, I think they just run the schedule they run regardless of entries or whatever. And, you know, Yikes. I was there a few weeks back, and Jeremy doesn't screw around. He runs a tight program. So. Well, you can run a tight program all you want, but when you have that many heats and you're running six-minute, uh, what am I looking I'm looking at mains here. So six-minute mains, uh, what are they running for qualifiers? Five-minute qualifiers. Yeah, I guess. You know, how many people good there? How many people were in the qualifiers? Because the five ten had his Chris had to split his stuff up at the trophy race, and that really took a toll. There were like fourteen heats type situation. Yeah, I'm seeing uh, anywhere from seven to nine. So he filled the heats. So yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe there's too many classes. Maybe it should just be stock and mod, not expert intermediate. But they're doing what they're doing because they're doing what they're doing. I don't know why. Because we tried, we tried that at the nitro pansies, and yeah, they don't like being in the B or the C main. Exactly, and you know, everybody wants to have a chance to win something. We tried it at um, the Minnesota Nitro Series for a few years. We had intermediate and expert. And eventually, intermediate got huge when you had the same nine guys and expert, and then eventually, expert died. 
and then a scale it just right. became one big class again because you can't i don't know. eventually it'll it'll either sink or swim and they'll be smart enough to figure it out on their own but yeah we also did the 510 trophy race before we got all shut down that one ooh. That one was frustrating for me in a different way. Why is that? I hadn't had that bad of a time qualifying in years. Just horrible. I was in the B for Truggy, Ryan. (laughs) Right on. Qualified dead last in Mod Buggy because I'm just not consistent. And then I put my shit together for a podium in Mod Buggy. Which I was happy about because I was on the tail of Clayton for quite a while. And Clayton, you know, he's a great driver. Yep. James Dolan, what I got to say about James is he doesn't have that super, super fast lap in him like Holmberg. But he's so consistent, insanely consistent, just lap after lap after lap. And part part of me thinks that's more important. Because eventually that little bit of extra speed will come. But he's got the consistency now, and that's the hardest thing to get. And what happened in Mini Truggy was so about two to three minutes in, I jumped. Um, there's a double-double section. I jumped over the dude who won. I can't think of his name right now. I jumped over the dude who won. I took the lead, and all of a sudden I started traction rolling like an SOB. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Because, I mean, this was every corner is traction rolling. Then all of a sudden my back end collapses, and I finish fourth because right. what happened was I busted a diff case, and I heard that's a problem with the Lozies, and that's the first time I experienced it. So, just, I don't know, man. Rough couple weeks. But at least I'm racing. Yeah, for sure. I plan on going to the toy box again next week. That cool. was fun. Um, Do you got the 510 trophy race up at all? I do. Uh, stock two-wheel drive buggy A-Main. Pablo Ayers has uh, made it out at least a couple times. Now this year, yep. Caden Hins took the win. Pablo took second. Jordan Cortan third. Your dad took sixth. So senior is mixing it up between clay and carpet. That's cool to see. He had a great qualifying run. He just had a rough main. Yeah, I think he qualified third. His car was they, on point. They ran that spec buggy class, and six guys showed up for that, so that's good. They're not a marshalling liability then. Right. Frank Frank Miller takes the win in that, followed by uh, Jason Schwinard and Jeff Killian. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a – it's no longer as spec because there's no spec tire. It's just a spec motor. But, yeah, Frank was pretty lights out all day with that class. And then, um, yeah, is that uh, all you got for results? That's pretty much it, other than uh, today Dollar Hobbies did some on-road racing. 
uh, touring car, Austin Barlow, took the win in that, followed by Rick Filesticker and Anthony Swift in third. It was, it was a race of attrition, though. Uh, five started, two finished. Oh, yeah, but still, though, man, Austin is – oof, that is – that's good for Austin. If Rick finished and Austin still won, Austin did a wonderful job. VTA, uh, they had two two heats of that. The A-Main file sticker takes the win in that. TJ Barnes second and Jesse Jacobson third. Sweet. Uh, he's going to pull up notes here. Dude, it's so rough posting about um, stuff on Facebook. Because now with the lockdown, people are trying to make political points under my racing points. Or under my racing posts. It's just a little shitty. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll say this. If you're taking a political stance on COVID, please just go away. Second, if you hadn't quit smoking... And if you haven't quit drinking, and if you haven't lost the 40 pounds, you were overweight, and you gained weight during this whole thing, please don't voice your opinion on my page. All right, that's all I got. I agree. I I want to go yep. deeper, and I got a long rant that I was good. Okay. I'm not going to do it here. I, I have this long rant that I had saved for my MMA podcast. Are you there, Ryan? <laughs> well, I don't think there's a whole lot of crossover here, so No, there's not. But it, it it's a rant that would be apt here, but we're not that kind of show. We aren't? Well, we kind are. I I'm I'm not going to do it, man. I I'm just not. Uh, Joe doesn't want to deal with Facebook messages tomorrow when he's trying to forky lift stuff. I don't get why you don't get Facebook messages. <laughs> uh, I'm not the responsible party. It's not my show. It, it's it's become 49% your show. <laughs> I mean, you're you're in this well, with me. All I get is praise, and I don't get a lot of it, and yeah. I don't deserve a lot of it. But I get I get a little bit of praise, or we get a little bit of praise through my messenger. Yeah. Oh no, your internet's breaking up. To shovel. Uh oh, are you there, Ryan? Hey, Ryan. I'm gonna pause this here because I think. All right, we're back. So, uh, do you have any more results? Uh, nope, no more results. All right. My beginner tip of the week. Don't waste your money on fancy-ass cleaners you see at the hobby shop. I mean, motor cleaner. I, I like the motor cleaner because it's usually plastic-safe somewhat. But like all the sweet chassis cleaners and polishes and all that crap, all you need to clean your stuff is Simple Green and SC1. You don't even need the SC1. SC1 is just for luck. I mean... But yeah, that's my beginner tip of the week. Just buy Simple Green to clean your stuff with. 
Do you have anything for that? Uh, to get like to get uh, rubber marks off and plastic marks and stuff like that, I actually, you know, like to use brake clean because since I race on clay, I'm used to using harmful chemicals right. and having it absorb into my skin anyway. So what's the difference if you're throwing around a little bit of brake clean? Uh, but uh, hopefully, you know, with the, you'll have to remind me what that clean the sauce is called again. TDK Gen 2. Over so, half the pits had it yesterday. Oh, that's good to hear. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Yep. Awesome. Um, what I was going to say is what works better than brake clean but is just as harmful <laughs> is um, lighter fluid, the Robinsol in the yellow bottle. Oh, wow. Yep. Like for Zippos, you're saying? Yeah. It, yep. Dude, it works great for rubber marks on the body. Um, there's no har- chance of harming the plastic in Lexan. And the thing is, so I use that. I used to use it to clean my foam tires for 12 scale. No, no shitting you. I was actually looking for a bottle of that today. Uh, I went to Target to stock up on some uh, headache medicine and backache medicine yeah. and stuff like that. I'm all out of pills. Um, and I was looking for some stuff to fill my Zippo, and I couldn't find any for the life of me, but that's exactly what I was looking for. Yeah, they, they put that stuff in the weirdest areas, like um, at Cub in Elk River. It's near the picnic supplies, which kind of makes sense, but the picnic supplies are in the feminine health aisle, just right next to it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's like, in what world does this order make any sense? But they got to right. put it somewhere, I guess. Hey, did you see, uh, I don't know how much time you spend scrolling through Instagram, but uh, today at some point there was a big carpet race going on somewhere this weekend, and Team Associated was trying to ask who had better hair between uh, Brock Champlin and Lee Setzer. I saw. I mean, (laughs) do you think that was in jest? I like, are they fucking kidding? Because I, they're trying to make a distraction, Ryan. I've been reading that the new guys aren't running the B six point twos. Really? It could, it could be all fake. It could be people talking shit. So yeah. they're, they're they're just trying to make fun posts to make people forget about what the hell they're doing. No kidding. Yeah, I've heard some are well. To be fair, the B6 with the laydown. Oh, man. Yeah, I've been watching that show, too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But to be fair, the B6.2 carpet car is basically the same as the original B6. Okay. It's the plus three chassis and all that stuff. You know, the (laughs) the rear arms. But... So I upgraded my dirt car because all it is is hubs and rear arms, and I don't even remember if I did the CVAs. Anyway, it's the same geometry, but, man, it feels a little bit smoother. I don't know if it's the way the arms flex or the way the hubs are, but it's just a tick better feeling. 
dude's butt on carpet. <laughs> dude, it kind of sucks. But I was but, running. I was running mod to be and get to be fair. <laughs> to be fair, dude. They're coming out with a new season of Letter Kenny. Yeah, perfect. But they just announced it in June, and in Canada they have stricter COVID regulations than we do. So I listen to a lot of podcasts, and they're saying what took like a month or two to film in Canada is now taking like eight nine months. So we might not get be getting season nine anytime soon. Oh, that's all right. There's a there's a few shows out there on the old Hulu's and Netflix's and what have you. There is, and I'm ready to cancel Directv, and the wife won't let me do it quite yet. She's like, I want to finish everything on the DVR first. It's like, will you hurry up? I'm tired of paying 125 dollars a month for something we don't really watch. Yeah, it's such a waste of money. I tell you what, though, when you get into the subscriptions, it doesn't take long to run up your, you know, monthly bill. Well, that's the thing. I'm in all the subscriptions plus DirecTV. Oh, sure. So I have Hulu with HBO Max. That's thirty bucks, and then Netflix is fifteen, and Amazon is thirteen. So I'm paying a lot of money. For right, television. And a lot of people go well beyond that. Oh yes, yeah. there's, yeah, the NBC Sports apps and so, oh yeah, ESPN. ESPN I have ESPN Plus. That. ESPN yeah. Plus is another five bucks, and then yeah. Disney Plus. I forgot about that one. Yeah, no, we have it all. It sucks. <laughs> um, I did get HBO Max for one documentary and one documentary alone, and it's called Class Action Park. Have you have you seen or heard of it at all? I have not heard of it. It's about this coked up dude who built an amusement park, and they called it <laughs> either class action or traction park because of the insanely dangerous rides. I'll tell you one quick story about it because there's so many good ones. So he built this water slide with a loop at the end. It's totally <laughs> it, it's totally enclosed, and it's a huge loop. So they start sending um, dummies down it, and they come out of the chute in all kinds of pieces, heads off, arms off, all that. (laughs) Well, they adjust it, and they adjust the water until the dummies start coming out whole. And then the owner of the park goes to the employees to test it out. I'll pay $100 if you go down it. People are like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, they try it. They get, like, bloody mouths. They get bruised up and all that, but they're making it through. But then all of a sudden, like, the fourth or fifth person starts getting these weird lacerations in their legs. And they're like, what is this from? What it is is from the prior rider's teeth that were embedded in the PVC. (laughs) Oh, man. And there's just, like, he put these insane go-karts next to the beer garden. (laughs) But it's like, I'm watching this, I'm like, this is horrible. But at the end, it's like, I would have loved to gone to this place. <laughs> they yeah, that the, sounds, like a, sounds like a good documentary. Yeah, they have wave. They had this wave pool that two people died in that they had to stop every couple minutes and check the bottom for bodies. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it just looked like a blast. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, yeah. Um, so there's a couple things. JQ has long ago quit Facebook. And he started doing videos. And they're either funny or they're helpful. I thought my Facebook feed was significantly less annoying. Oh, yeah. And judgy. Yeah, exactly. The judgy shit sucked. And, you know, he's different perspective and all that. But because a lot of people don't know he's half black. So that's a lot of the reasons he does a lot of the racial stuff. But still, you're in a lot of judgy stuff. But uh, anyway, so he started doing these YouTube videos. He made an hour and a half engine tuning video that's just awesome. And that, that is a really long time. But it covers everything, and it covers everything correctly. Remember a couple weeks ago when I on the beginner segment when I was telling the kids to be careful of the YouTube videos with piss poor quality? Right. These are great produced videos. Hmm. So yeah, I mean he's got all types of stuff. He's got a four wheel drive carpet set up with uh, Bruno Coelho. That's really good. So, um, yeah, go to JQ's channel here. Actually, it's called JQ Racing TV. Go to that and check it out. Um, yeah, he did the invisible speed with JQ driving technique and carpet setup with Bruno. How to be the best takeout machine you can be. Oh, you should see the one about him, about people, uh, like cutting the track and then just stopping for a split second and then going. Yeah. Oh, he pissed people off with that one, but it was wonderful. That's not new. That's uh, that's an old take that he yeah. had from quite a while ago. I mean, maybe going back a few years. But he's and, got... Uh, he's, I, I absolutely agree with it. He's got ridiculous video evidence of it. Yeah. Like, what was it? A couple weeks ago, I it was at the 510... It was like three, four weeks ago. I crashed, and my car skipped the track. And I just told the marshal to leave it, and I waited, and I waited, and I waited. And I not only gave the time, I gave up the spot. And Bruce came up to me after. He goes, you didn't have to wait that long. It's like, you know what? I did because that was. Everybody should. That you should not only wait for the time you think you lost. You should, lo- you know, you need to give up more than that because yeah. you made a big mistake. Yeah. I gave an extra you know, four or five seconds. Right. Yeah, in Formula One, if you go flying off the track, you don't just get to buzz right back on. Unless you're Michael and, Schumacher. And make, <laughs> and make time on the field. Unless you're Michael Schumacher. Well, I'm, what I'm saying is I, I that exactly physically isn't going to happen. You can't yeah, jump outside of the track, jump back into it. You know, yeah. your car won't even be in one piece anymore. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Speaking of... um crashing a lot i finally got my c license for road course and i racing and i was racing oh, cool. i was racing with nate smith when that happened i was I'd, you said that earlier i have no idea who that is nate smith used to um help out with rick's hobby farm oh okay he's one of tony swenson's good friends oh right on yeah tony swenson was in our practice group but he's an a license driver and he's really fast so we didn't end up in the same race Sure. So, but yeah, we were actually kind of cheating the system a little bit because on um, one of the 
uh, it was the Road 2 IRL car. And the deal there was um, they were on an oval track this week, but the safety rating and stuff still counted as a road course because it's a road course car. So I got a bunch yep. of safety rating and I rating and got my C license. Sweet. Yeah. Now you, now you can get a real car and race IMSA. I know. Dude, so I looked. I'm like, oh, cool stuff is going to pop up. Then all of a sudden, all of my road racing stuff disappeared. And then I unclicked the fix setup button. Everything you got to set up. Right. But I'll learn. It, some of them cars are so good, you barely have to tweak them. Like uh, the the newer LMP2 prototype cars. Yeah, those look cool. They're dynamite. Yeah. They're so good right out of the box. Right, right. Um, oh, speaking of um, Brock Champlin earlier. Oh, God. One thing I like to say, Brock. Please get different glasses, buddy. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Um, but he if, I, he, if he's going for a unique look, he's got it. Yeah, there, there's no mistaking who that is when you see that goofy ass dude. No, but anyway. So I guess he's been using the TDK stuff. I guess that's a carpet sauce. It's been brought over to dirt. Ah, very cool. He's been winning with it. So right nice. on. Um, SXT is still great for carpet, don't get me wrong, but I just thought that was interesting. You don't see too many sauces cross over like that. That's so cool. Um, yeah. Um, Jared Wiggins left Proline. He moved to AKA. Really? Dude, it's, people are leaving left and right, man. Last year and this year. And this horizon shift, I don't like the look of it. Right. Um, I kind of wonder, God, you think that's got to be irking Adam Drake because, you know, Horizon, they were the people who fired him. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. They, and he, he did all that work, got the platform going, convinced him to hire his buddy Mayfield. And then they showed him the door. Yep. And then now Horizon owns his tire. I don't think we're going to be seeing too many more buckshot videos out there, if you know what I'm saying. Right. I mean, he's got two buckshot videos. That's one too many. But I I, I, I was thinking he's going to come up with another two. Um, Let's see here. Oh, something cool. So there's... um. An ex-pro skater that was on the No Name RC podcast. I forget his name, and I should pull it up right now. But anyway, he's making these really cool pit deals that go on your six-foot fold-out table, and they have the you can make it yourself, but it's just easier this way. It's um, it's a fold-up deal, and you put it up, and it's a shelf with the light underneath it, so your pit lights yep. right there. And it's got these um, pegboards, and you have these things called G-blocks that are, like, um, they have the G-blocks for your headsets or your radio or your drill, all that stuff. It's just a pretty cool custom deal. 
Uh, the company's called Racecraft. Yeah, for sure. Just, just adds a, a whole ton of uh, storage space yep. to your little pit table. Exactly. And I was looking at it. It's like, oh, God, I can make that. But then I started looking closer. I'm like, there's actually some really trick shit in this. I mean, yeah, I could make it, but I'd rather give him the $130. His name is Jason Ehrlich. So, basically, his story is he's around our age. He quit school when he was like 14 to become a pro skater. Had a bit of a life in it. it almost sounds like he was... um. Almost not a, he was a straight up pro getting paid, but it doesn't sound like he was um, Tony Hawk style. Right. So I wonder if him and Dave LaRue ever skated together or if Dave is the generation before. I, I can't. Well, the, the big thing that that depends on is whether or not the guy rode vert. So yeah. Dave was a big vert guy. That's what he specialized in. Gotcha. So. You, so I I got curious, so I Googled him. Did you ever see um, Dave's uh, signature shirt? I don't think so. It's badass, and I almost <laughs> bought it on eBay, but it was vintage skate. I th- I think it'd be funny if I bought a Dave LaRue shirt and wore it to the toy box. Oh, absolutely. It'd be amazing. But I think it was like 80 or $90. And it was, you know, from a fanboy selling it. So it's like, ah, God, I just can't. I, I, I can't quite. It's a cool shirt, though. Is that um, the one that kind of looks like it has, like, sort of Russian lettering? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very cool shirt. Very neat design. It is. Uh, it's, yeah, the vintage Santa Cruz uh, airline. Santa Monica Airlines. Yeah, Santa yep. Monica. What am I thinking? Yep. But yeah, I was going to get that thing and wear it. <laughs> um, yeah. He. Uh, what else do I got here for notes? So there's a company out there. And it, it, it's a cool start, Ryan. But they're pissing me off at this point. They're called Mayako. And they're having a contest. You go to their Facebook page, and you like and share the post, that type thing. And the winner will receive a nitro buggy of their choosing with the motor and servos of their choosing. And this place, it's a company. And, you know, they start rolling out slowly. I get that they kind of want to play hide-and-seek with the product they're selling a little bit before the big reveal but give us a hint you're releasing these posts with just words that make no fucking sense i i love that they're sponsoring the no name rc podcast they're the title sponsor so they're putting out serious money because it costs serious money to be a sponsor on that program by the way it doesn't cost serious money to be a sponsor on this one just saying (laughs) um it doesn't even cost real money. If you give Joe a hand job, he'll probably make it. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. That that's more of a punishment to people than a. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's what, what I'm saying. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, though, 
okay, dude, I get what you're trying to do, but fucking A, let's move it along. Give us a hint. Give us a blurry spy photo of something. What What is their product? No one knows. It's just Mayako Racing. Oh, well, that's just stupid. What I think would be... Oh, that's just dumb. What I think would be hilarious, because, you know, the No Name RC prod- podcast is brought to you by JQ, but they're sponsored by Mayako. I think it'd be hilarious if they're a brand new A-scale buggy. So then JQ's not the title anymore. It's uh, Mayako buggies. But yeah, I don't know what they're selling. It's <laughs> I've been trying to figure it out, Ryan. I just they're not giving me anything and it's kind of starting to make me mad a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Hey Joe, can you hit pause quick? Uh yes I can. All right, we're back. Ryan just had to switch to his phone here. Uh I only got a couple more things. Actually, no, I don't because we covered Lutz and Agama parting ways and we've kind of covered the shutdown. Um Yeah. What's a bummer if Chris can't find a loophole, the December twelfth trophy race will be postponed or canceled. And that's gonna be part of a four race series. So and possibly the January and the well, February and January's at uh at uh the toy box. No, I'm just saying in general. I know. And so what we're doing is we're going back to the barn for jujitsu, which sucks. But I have a we, we have a nice enough jujitsu buddy that is willing to put mats up and let us go there. Sure. But the aggravating thing about this is the governor straight up said he's targeting groups of healthy 18 to 35 people. Yeah, well, those, you know, apparently they're the most responsible for spreading it right now. Sure, but the thing is we're all going to get it. Hmm. Well, yeah, there's maybe. There's been... 53 to 54 million cases in the United States. We're doing six to 7,000 a day in Minnesota. We're all going to get it. Um, so, anyway, I say we move on to questions, huh? Yeah. Yep, let's do it. I only have a couple. All right. This one, we're going to have Probably similar opinions on this one. Frank Miller is wondering, with tire foam prep playing a huge role in racing, is using a foam buster necessary or simply cutting and punching the foams enough good enough? I think you're fine if you punch. I just do the foam prep. Personally, I use a foam deal because it saves you maybe one or two runs of break-in. I don't think you've tried it yet, have you, Ryan? I have not. No. I uh, still don't even know what it looks like, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, for the level that I'm at and the level that I care to be, um, punching some holes, saucing it up the night before a race, throwing it in a bag, that's going to be enough for me, man. 
So I've been hearing on lower grip situations that tire warmer is a game changer because what it does is it instead of instead of baking sauce in, in the pits where you do it with a heat gun, it does it the same way and it's just easier. But man, that's huh. like a, that's like a hundred and fifty bucks. Well, that's you know. One stock motor, one servo, just a little more than one transponder. It's not a big deal. Uh, I can tell you who's never going to buy a set of those stupid things, though. You? This guy. Yeah. I'm contemplating. Every time I have an extra $150, you know what I do? I just buy more tires. Yep. If it truly helps with the the getting the sauce really soaked in there, I can understand it. What I what turned me off initially was I was thinking in terms of like the way they use them in formula one, where you got to get that, you got to keep that blanket on as long as possible because heat drops out of a tire so quickly. Right. So, you know, when we set a car down, do a couple warm up laps and still don't start a race until, you know, maybe, three minutes after you took those things off your wheels, I was thinking, well, there's no fucking way that these actually help, but I get it on in the sense of baking in sauce. Yeah. It does make sense. I've heard from reputable racers. It makes sense. And they said, you notice a difference. Um, but, and again, how much, once a set of tires is already broken in, how much difference do you think it can really make? Yeah, I don't know. It's, at the end of the day, for me, uh, like I say with anything, it's it's not going to put me on the top step of the podium at a trophy race where all the big guns are there. Sure. So No, you're right about that. Um, but, yeah, punching holes, V-cutting them, whatever you do is fine. Some people literally suffer half the season without doing anything to their foams, and then the second half of the season they have a whole bunch of two-run fo- or already ran broken in foams that they put on new rubber hmm. you could do that too because there's nothing better than a second ran foam that hasn't been modified right but yeah see eric john says freestyle rce carpet track that just opened in marshfield wisconsin more info on that i have no idea well i don't even know where that is do you no, I do not. Um, I could, you know, I'll tell you what. If they're not racing, there there was a freestyle track, RC track in Minnesota, and it was kind. I went there once, and it was kind of cool, but really, eh, it's not my kind of deal myself. But if that is your kind of deal, and they have an indoor freestyle track, more power to you. Are you sure that's not just the name of the place and not know. necessarily the genre? I don't know, man. Um, to me, it came off to me the message that it was just, you know, basically another off-road carpet racing place. I hope. I mean, that would be cool, too. I, I'm searching for it right now. If it, The oh, thing for us so is, it's is called... if it's not on the western side of Wisconsin, it's, you know, out of our scope of yep where we go racing marshfield i'm looking up right now and it is i'm zooming out zooming out i'm trying to find 
its center, it'd be about two and a half hours for us. It's about the center of Wisconsin. Um, okay. Yeah, no, they're monster truck freestyle type thing. Oh, okay. Fuck, man, if that's your niche, you guys just hit the damn lottery. I'm telling you that much. Because this is, like, the cool shit that, like, uh, John Shore and them did. Mm-hmm. And um, Jason Rona's been promoting the hell out of lately, too. Right. Um, hold on one second here. Okay. And then let's see what else we got for questions. So, yeah, it looks cool, but, man, it's really not what you and I do. Nope. Hesh Hash is wondering... Can we have normal racing next year? What do you think? Fucking doubt I, it. I, well, pretty much, it won't be a hundred percent back to normal. But I'm gonna have a normal racing now. But I'm not in any kind of risk or danger, and neither is any of my family. So, yeah, it it's all what you make of it. Um, after what was it? june yeah from july till last week racing was normal so i don't know what up in duluth it was more strict for sure they literally had mask police sure but other than that i mean it's been normal i mean if they say wear a mask wear a fucking mask and if not use your own head on the situation um, Ryan Smolik, I think it makes a huge difference where I am on the driver's stand. Do you think drivers should be allowed up to the driver's stand according to qual times, kind of like motocross, supercross? Absolutely, and that is a r- unwritten rule. Have you yeah, ever? Yeah, it's part of the it's part of the etiquette of RC car racing. If somebody that out qualified you wants that spot they are within their rights to ask for it yep and it would just it would make it a lot simpler but it would it would delay the program too it, it does um, for sure if you wait if you waited and everybody walked up in their qualifying order yeah that would be the most fair way to do it um but then instead of you know just waiting for one person you got everybody walking up there after the last person shows up with their car ready to go sure to choose their spots i don't know i'm sure there's a way that they could do it and um to be honest with you i'd like to see it because i uh i never invoke that rule it does it does come off a little bit um like a dick move even though it shouldn't you know you earned you earned that qualifying spot you earned the right to take a better position on the stand uh, there's a lot of places that it doesn't bother me where I'm at, like five ten. It's a very vertical stand. Yep. Doesn't bother me. Um, doesn't really bother me at the toy box for some reason. I, I go nuts when I'm in the wrong spot at dollar hobbies though. Oh, sure. If you're way to the right, I hate it. Way to the right. I'm on the left stand, not on top of the stairs, but I'm by the stairs. Yep. Um, I have invoked that right several times throughout the years. One mm-hmm. time it created a two year rift in the MNRC community. Cause it, <laughs> so 
let's say, can be taken wrong for sure. But don't mm-hmm. be afraid to take it. Um, say, I qualified in front of you. Please move. People do it to me all the time, too, and I'm fine with it. One thing you can do, though, is run a practice pack. If it's your home track, run a practice pack from the shitty spots on the stand just so you're used to it, and it's not such a shock to the system when you're stuck in a bad spot. Mm-hmm. Um, at the toy box, what I like to do is I like to um, back against the um, that support pole deal. That's like the perfect spot in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we have? We got one more from Cam. Is it Linge or Ling? Uh, I don't. I I forget because we just went over this either the last show or oh, the yeah. show before. We did too. Yeah, you're right. Um, it goes a little off topic, but with some tracks around not being able to raise, what do you guys think about crawling? I might be in. Have you done it, Ryan? Yeah, I've owned I've owned crawlers a couple different times. Had a lot of fun with them. Um, maybe if I lived a little closer to an area that I really enjoyed crawling at, I'd, I'd still have one. Sure. Uh, but I don't. But I know... Like, uh, well, uh, for example, Connor. Connor's been playing with crawlers lately and having a lot of fun with it because yep. right now he's not having a ton of fun at the racetrack. So Yeah. Um, I really went one time. I went twice. The first time I went, I took Joe Three's truck, and I went with a buddy down the Crow River, the bed of the Crow River. Mm-hmm. and the banks and all that crap and it was a lot of fun and we're drinking beer having a great time and then i'm like man that was a lot of fun i'm gonna dial this truck in and then i went alone and it was horrible <laughs> dude it's all about your friends and dr- if you have friends to sit and have a great time with that's when i would consider crawling but i can't yeah, i used to a couple times i went with my buddy tony casper and you know for the first half hour or whatever if if you'd get stuck or get flipped over you know the other guy'd come up bust out the tow rope help you out you do that for a while and eventually you get sick of doing that and you just go back to walking over and flipping your truck over but yeah we had a ton of fun in that way and then I did start crawling a little bit by myself and yeah like you said it it wasn't long after that actually that I sold my first crawler because I didn't enjoy doing it by myself yeah, I mean, if you have a solid group of friends to do it with, which I believe he does, then it's fun. Yeah, and I used to have a lot of fun at uh, Hub Hobby in Little Canada sure. on their course. So I've tried some of those courses, like uh, Thunder Road has a great one, and um, the track Star Hobbies, and I it's Star Hobbies with Island Speedway, kind of like Thunder Road is Hobby Town too. Yep. But, but down there in Muscatine, they have this monster crawling course is just awesome. Oh, cool. You know, it, it's, it's a great place. But I do like the natural elements more, I have to say. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's all we got. Um, do you got anything else? No, no, not not too much. I, I don't have a, a ton of racing plans 
for the the immediate future. So maybe next see week. What huh? happens? Uh, probably not. Okay. Um, I gotta give one racer some crap quick. I'm not gonna name his name, but he knows who he is. So last night was a UFC pay per view card, and it was a crappy card. I'm like, I'm not paying for this. So I texted a racer that always gets him for free from a site. And he sent me this link. He's like, this is where I always get it from. He straight up says, you got to go through a bunch of links on this site to find one that works. So I thought I finally found one that worked. I watched the end of the first fight on the main card. And then all of a sudden it was two bottomless dudes playing table tennis. <laughs> I'm like it, it, it was disturbing bottomless dudes and they're both wearing yellow tank tops I'm like what the hell is this I'm like come on man I'm like cause I was going through the links and it's like not working not working and then it's like yes I found one and then I watch the end of the fight I'm like alright I get to watch the fights and then bang that happened I'm like I'm just not watching these fights I think they call that ping dong. <laughs> Zing. So, anyway, I think that's all we got tonight. Just remember to go to Donathan RC and in the coupon code, write in talent to save $10 off of 25 And in the where did he hear us pile, write either my name, or Ryan's name, or ran out of talent. Well, I mean, he'll know it's from ran out of talent if it, you put in the coupon code, obviously. Absolutely, so. and if you want to hear us talk about your business instead of Donathan, call up Joe, give him a hand job, and we'll get you on the show. Yeah, or we can may- maybe, maybe work out another deal, but I don't know, man. <laughs> Whatever works for you, Joe. No All judgment right. over here. All right. Well, I'm Joe Zare Jr., and with me was Ryan Greening, and we've ran out of talent. See you guys. <laughs>